Hey guys, thanks for clicking on play and welcome to a serious conversation. Hey guys, you have no idea how much I've missed saying welcome to a serious conversation. I know it's been a long time. It's been over a month since my last episode. And I know I said I was going to be consistent, but don't worry, the consistency is coming now. Um, The break I took wasn't on purpose. I wanted to be around, but unfortunately, I got the clarion call and I had to obey. And for people that are not Nigerians, that means um I had to go serve my country. So that means I had to go for a three weeks orientation camp, which is what happened. And I am back now better than ever so today's episode is basically a filler conversation as you can see by the title and i'm just going to talk you guys through my nyc experience and what it was about what i went through who i met and my whole experience in general and if you don't know i was posted to the enugu state and it is located in the southeastern part of nigeria and it's called the coast city um so I'm just going to take you guys quickly through the journey and why I was gone for such a long time. If you don't know, the camp is usually, it's usually a three-week camp and then 11 months of like work experience in the state that you're assigned to. But I'm going to explain to you why I'm not in Enugu and how I'm back home right now. Okay, so um, I got the call. I got the email like two, three days to, I think it was on the 27th. No, on the 24th. Yeah, on the 24th. And I was supposed to be in camp on the 29th. Okay, see, I think I had like five days or so. Yeah, I had like five days or so to like be in Enugu State, operate my life and then move there. Um, Okay. Um, at first, the first thing I saw was when I got the email, I was like, where is that? Where is Enugu? Because I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I had, I had no idea where that was. And I had no intention of going. And like, I remember always telling everybody like, oh, if they don't post me in Lagos State, like I'm not going anywhere. I don't plan on going anywhere. The insecurities are too much. I'm just going to stay at home. And like, I'm not going to serve this country. What has this country done for me? Anyways, but guess who ended up going? me i ended up going so i printed out all my um details of everything i needed my call-up letter printed everything out started back actually i already like started getting things like um after i registered online yeah i started getting my things back then so i already had like majority of things just like like last minute things you know that i was sorry i have a cold excuse me <laughs> if that was in your ear so i was just getting ready for camp and i just like you know my parents were like you know what just do it and then you be quit because i don't know anyone in enugu i don't know anyone that's from there actually now i know but like back then when i was going i had no idea so Let's talk about the trip. So the trip took, uh, I went to the airport, flew to Enugu. It was about like an hour, an hour and a half, I think. I'm not sure. I don't recall. I slept most of the flight. Because like, actually, I wasn't sleeping. Let me be honest. There was this old man that was trying to hit on me on the plane. I just had to fake like I was sleeping. I was like, no, I'm not having this. Not today. Not today, sir. (laughs) 
So, uh, I flew to Enugu on the 28th because my call of date was on the 29th. No, what am I saying? I flew on the 20th. My call of date was 28th. Yeah. Yes, my call of date was 28th. So, I flew on the t- I flew there on 28th. Took me an hour. My flight was like 10 o'clock. So, I got there 11, 11.30-ish. Got to the airport. When I, when, I, when I landed in Enugu, there was like this massive crowd waiting for apparently someone that was coming back from like London or the US. I'm not sure of where he was coming from. But like they had like printed out t-shirts. I was like, oh, you only really go hard over here in Enugu. You would not see something like this in Lagos Airport. And it was just like really wild for me. It was just like a really wild experience. I had to record because I've never seen anything. Like they had like um, people that were playing, like they had a band. It was just so extra. I was like, okay. I had to do like it was for me because like, you know, welcoming me to their city. But I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't because like they had the guy's face printed on the shirt, which is like a lot extra. Anyways, after I saw the guy that they were waiting for coming, I booked my boat and I took it to to the camp, which is called Ogo Camp. And um, te- technically is out of Enugu, like the outskirts, outskirts, like it's just out and like the boat driver was like oh no we don't go that far like boat doesn't work over there so it won't count as a trip like it's just stop at like at the edge of Enugu or something like that and it was just like being all technical and stuff and like the boats even told me that it was 6,200 naira to go to Okukam and then this guy was like oh you can do it for me offline and he would do it for me for 5,000 and I was like oh okay because like he couldn't see my phone he couldn't see the price that boat put on the on the app, yeah? So I agreed to an offline trip. I was like, well, I might die, I might get kidnapped, but you know, let's go for it. And my my mom, the most paranoid woman that I know and love, was like, I should um, take a picture of the car, take a picture of the license plate, and I should send it to her. I was like, yeah, because that will help a lot if they can't find me. Like, please, the guy can just like ditch the car somewhere. It's We're in Nigeria, please in with CSI anyways I sent the info and his number to my mom and my dad just so that my mom could like let me have peace of mind and then we started this trip and we just kept on going and going and we just kept on driving and driving it was like two hours from the airport I slept me in a new state that I knew nobody in a random guy's car that it was an offline trip just slept because that's how exhausted I was because I do not sleep night before I travel, so I had to, I was really tired. So we got to the camp, um, I did my COVID test, came out negative, yes. Anyways, I have the vaccine, so I don't know. Actually, I heard that you can still get it with the vaccine, so they just jabbed me twice for no reason. Anyways, so I did the, I took the COVID test and the, and then I went, I started my registration process, went to the clinic to, because, okay, so I love, actually, everybody knows this, I'm asthmatic, and I also have an ulcer. So, um, I got to the clinic, because, like, they have to, like, declare me fit or unfit, but I came with my medical report, and they were like, oh, no, you need a medical, a certificate of fitness that says you are not fit. And I was like, oh, how do I get it? Like, oh, I have to go to, like, the teaching hospital. I was like, oh, Lord. Anyways, I hustled the whole thing. I got my 
my certificate of fitness and with my medical report and then they declared me unfit and they were like oh i can leave the camp as soon as i'm done with my registration because of i'm asthmatic so yay because i planned on having like i was spending like three days in that camp i was like get your registration done get your um your combat boot your khaki pants the crested vest the cap and get out that was the plan what was the original plan that was it if anyone was asking uh, so that was what I did. I started doing my registration. I kept on going, going, going. But then I hit a snag that day because they were like, oh, they were expecting like a letter from my school. Like, I don't know what it was exactly, but like some schools, apparently they like asterisked our name that we shouldn't, they shouldn't attend to us yet. And so I had to go get a room because they're like, oh, they can't attend to me today. And when they told me that I could leave camp if I finished my registration that day, I was like starting already. I was ready to book my flight and get the, out of there. So I ended up having to get a room and I was like, okay, no, well, fine, let's do it. And when they checked my letter and they saw that I was um, fit and like I had my certificate of fitness, I'm like, okay, so they gave me a room like close to the hallway. Oh, you guys. Are we going to I'm going to talk about the accommodation and not cry and try so hard not to cry. Okay, so we had um, eight bunk beds in the room I was given. And it's actually not the worst of it. That's the funny thing. Uh, we had eight bunk beds with 15 people in that room. In this little room is the thing with no fan, no socket, nothing. So like there's not oh you want to plug your phone in. Anyways, I'm I'm we're going to we're gonna we're gonna talk more about accommodation. Anyways, back to registration. So I did my registration. Uh, I ended up having to do my registration the following day, and I was like, okay, cool. Took the whole day. I was exhausted by that. I made friends by the way. Um, I met a girl that went to my school. Her name is Avi. Shout out to Avi. And we had never met. We went to the same school. We had never met. She was a med lab student, and she. So we met during registration because like they weren't attending to my school. And then when I got to my room, she was also in my room. And then also in my platoon. And the platoon is like kind of like um, like your group, I guess is what we're going to call it. Like we had like platoon one to ten. I don't know if you know the word the platoon, you should probably know what I mean. So we divided into nine platoons. And she was also in my platoon, which is platoon nine. <laughs> Anyways, I had uh and I used to call her my favorite stalker because she was like everywhere. I was like, girl, are you stalking me? I was like, I don't mind it, but like, let me know. That's cool. Anyways, so that was it. And like the next day was the first day I had to wear my white on white on white with my cap. Um, so that is, we were like, we, I guess I like the fact that one thing I like about NYSC is the fact that it's the uniformity. Like no one knows where you're from. No one cares where you're from. Nobody cares which state you're from. Nobody cares which school you went to. Cause like everybody is wearing the exact same outfit, the exact the uniformity. I think I missed this cause like being uni for so long like you forget like what like how uniformity brings like people random people together like when i was in like high school like really brought us together like we all wear the same thing every single day for six years yeah 
So like after going to uni another day, like you forget how like it, it kind of helps people bond. Anyways, so now the NYC experience itself. So how does the day start? The day starts by my roommates waking up by 2 a.m. Yes, 2 a.m. to go have their baths. Um, and the first day, first night there, um, we had to have a bath outside because the bathroom is disgusting. Like literally disgusting. Like you can puke if you go in there. So nobody did. So we all had our bath outside. I was like, huh? <laughs> We're doing what now? <laughs> in public? I was like, you know what? I don't actually care because I feel filthy and it's dark. Who cares? And we actually, and there was actually no light like around my, my hostel side. So it was dark. But like I could see people passing. Like I could see dudes walking. Like I was like, anyway, nobody's gonna know it's me. I'm going home in three days. I'm going home in three days. That was good. that was that was like what I kept reminding myself. It was like three more days, baby. Three more days. You got this. You got this. Anyway, so we had that. So like I said, we wake up. My roommates wake up two a.m. I don't because I'm not about that life. Because I sleep by like twelve one. So I wake up around four a.m. Then I go, they sell hot water because there's no like, you guys, this thing is like, like reminiscing about it is actual torture. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> um, they sell hot water. It's like 15 naira for like a bowl. So I buy like 15 naira like uh, in my bucket. Like, I don't know how to explain it. You get your bucket, fetch water, fetch cold water. Cause the water is ice cold, you guys. Like ice cold. And it's like 4 a.m. I don't. And then you buy hot water and then you add it, mix it up, then you have your bath. And then you get dressed, or you can sleep back if you're if you're in the mood, <laughs> if you can. But lights out lights come on by five, four thirty-five. no, four thirty, yes. Lights come on by four thirty a.m. And that's like time, that's the time they expect us to wake up and get ready for meditation, which is basically morning devotion so we get up we and um, people that get up by 4 30 get up by 4 30 like honestly i use like the whole one hour to get ready then you wear straight into your uniforms and then you go out for praise and worship if you're a muslim you go to the mosque and do praise and worship then we have like money meditation which is kind of like preaching and then this um camp coordinator will like address us if there's anything we need to know if you're having lectures they'll tell you which platoon is having lectures which platoon is going to parade so they'll let you know what it's about what you're doing what you're doing today and the thing about nyc is that it is planned out to the second to the very last second you we're like oh god so once it's um so our meditation is usually like an hour 5 a.m to like 6 6 30 and once it once it's 6 a.m on the dot everybody goes silent and then they have to play the trumpet to raise the nigerian flag so we all have to keep quiet and after that we do like nigerian anthem say the pledge the nyc anthem national prayer i think they dismiss us around 6 30 and then if you have parade you go for parade if you have um whatchamacallit lectures you go for your lectures Another thing about NYC is the lectures, my God. 
the lectures are so frustrating. I can honestly, honestly say I learned nothing. Seriously, not one thing in any of the lectures. Because I was either sleeping, pressing my phone, talking to someone else, or... You know what? I had this book. I I finished the whole novel in one side lecture. I was all reading or watching something on my phone. I just have like music playing in my ears because I took my AirPods. Like, I don't care. So, um, all this goes on to about 7.38. I wanted to eat. That's like breakfast time. And then they put, they brought the trumpet. And that's like bath and breakfast. Because technically, we're not supposed to have a bath before coming out by 5 a.m. But like, I don't know who's doing that with them. But okay. So, we have bath and breakfast. It's like an hour to like, from 8 to 9. So once it's like nine o'clock, we have to go to another lecture. We have like EFCC lecture. We have NDLA lectures. We had fire safety lecture. Okay, I think I learned like a little bit from the fire safety. Lecture. I think that was the only one I really listened to. We had the NYC bylaws. Oh, God, lecture. We had um COVID sensitization lectures. Just a lot of lectures, and that goes on. So we had lectures from nine to eleven. And then we now start SAID, which is basically skills acquisition training. So we do SAID from 11 to like 4. 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. About like 4, <laughs> 5 hours sitting down with them just talking about the skills that they're going to teach us. Like just teach us the damn thing. So once it's 4, everybody goes for parade, which is basically... Um, the first week it was basically for a swearing-in ceremony, which was like on Monday. Yeah. So we were like, just like, you know what? We matched. That was it. And then like, oh, how to say, remove your cap and say hooray and all those things. It was really dumb in my opinion. And I feel like if you don't want to match, you should be allowed to be exempted. Like someone like me. And all things were going good and, fe- and fine until the Tuesday where I had my first asthma attack. Yes, let that sink in. I said first. I had like six or seven in the three weeks I was there. And yes, I stayed three weeks. Three weeks. In fact, I stayed 22 days. I mean, you know what? I mean, I mean. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to. Okay, so. We have um, parade from like four to six, and I think that has then. I think I'm I skipped. Okay, then we have lunch. I don't know. I skipped something probably. We have lunch and we have siesta, and then okay, I think we have lunch and siesta before parade. I think I skipped that. Okay, I think after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After skills skills acquisition, we have lunch and siesta. And then we have, like, a parade. And after parade is, like, dinner. And then after dinner... Dinner is by 8 to 9.30, I think. And once it's 10, compulsorily... Is that a word? You have to go to the... you have to go to the multi-purpose hall for social night. And social night was really, really fun. I left that gap because <laughs> I know some people are going to come for me like, what kind of fun did you have? 
live. And by that, I mean like Victor. I know you're going to come for me. Victor was a core camp director in camp. And he was saying, I just miss a lot of my friends that I made. Like I had, I made like good friends. Like it wasn't like random people. Like you're just like, yeah. No, like people that actually like have sense. And I'm glad I did. So shout out to Victor. Shout out to Omar. Shout out to Etido. Etido. Uh, Etido kept me sane in camp. Shout out to AB and most, most importantly, shout out to Michael. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna talk about Michael, we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> uh, oh, shout out to Emeka also. Emeka is Michael's friend, and I know that if Michael is listening to this in your house, you're gonna like, you're gonna like, I didn't, I didn't shout out to you. Actually, with love people, and like, I didn't like talk to Michael. I don't remember a lot of names because like I'm not like really good, but like the people that really stuck with me that stuck in my heart are the ones I mentioned. So that was basically the how and then oh yeah. The first you guys the first no sorry like what am I why am I skipping so much? Whatchamacallit is till 10. Social nights end by 10. I don't know if I said started by 10 or ended by 10 the other time, but it start it ends by 10. Yeah, it ends by 10 and then it's lights out. And that lights out the first three, four days. Once it was like 10 o'clock, like the network like disappeared. Like it was like showing no surface. And like it was like on everyone's phone. It's like they had like a jammer. Like to tell us like go to bed, stop watching TikToks. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and it was like really creepy. Like on the dot, on the dot. Once it was like lights out, once they turn off the lights like this. The drama comes on and I, yikes, everybody, I had to sleep. And I think it was really good because like, I mean, I had to be up by like 4am. Like at first I was like, how do they expect me to be asleep, asleep by 10? Me that I am always up to like 3am as I'm recording. It's literally 12am. It literally just turned 12am. So, um, but eventually I adapt. Okay. After one night, after the exhaustion almost killed me. I fell asleep as soon as I hit the bed. And like that's how like the day was going. And then also, if you haven't been to NYC camp, then you need to know about Mami Market. Mami Market has everything. Everything you can think of, they have it. I'm not joking. Like I was like, oh, they probably don't have everything, but they do. Every single thing. If you need, that's where we charge our phones because like we don't have um like outlets in our rooms, so we go charge our phone, charge our power banks, charge your lamps. You can buy shoes, you can buy clothes, you can buy new white shirts, white shorts, white sneakers. You can fix your clothes. You can you have tailors there. You can rent clothes. You can what else can you do? You can make your hair. You can listen your hair. You can do your nails. I did my nails there on the last day. <laughs> you can do your nails. You can and they have food. A lot of it. Like in camp you have like they give you like this meal ticket, yeah. And I only used it like three times. If you look at my meal ticket, they're like other like ticks there, but like my roommates like just like you know if you're there eating and they want more, they just like use mine. Or like I just like give somebody to use because like I was not eating that food. That food was not appetizing at all to me, in my opinion. Nothing was, and like my cousin already advised me not to eat it. And the only three times I used it was, the first time was like the second Sunday, yeah, the second Sunday, and it was bread, 
So I was like, I just want to know where this thing is, where you people get your food from. Because like I'd been there for like a week and had no idea where they got the food from. I think it was Second Sunday, actually. Yeah, Second Sunday. Is that what I said? I think that's what I said. Anyways. So uh I wanted to like know because I literally didn't know where they were getting their foods from. So I got I got the bread and the tea that morning and then the following sunday which was like this last sunday there i had the breakfast and then i also had lunch which was to the fries with chicken honestly at that point i was dead as broke not like i was dead as broke because like i had money because i knew i still had to like book a hotel before and my flat and all but like i just didn't want to spend money on food anymore because like i spent like almost 30k in that camp and like i was like where is this money going all i do is buy food what is it Anyways, so uh, let me talk about like health wise. When I was in camp, they literally tried to chase me out of camp. And not because like, I could do anything, but it's because I was so ill. Because the weather was so bad. It rained eight hours, ten hours straight, non-stop. Like, and I like drizzles, like heavy, heavy rainfall. And it was like a lot for me. And sometimes I got bit, the rain beat me and like and it led to asthma. And like the weather was so cold. And you're not supposed to wear sweaters that aren't like NYC approved, which doesn't even exist. If any NYC official is listening to this, please give us sweaters. Even if it's just plain white, allow it. Give us, give it to us with our khaki. We don't need that jacket. That jacket doesn't do shit. Anyways, it was so cold and I kept on having like asthma attack over asthma attacks. And like the, the clinic wasn't like, it was just, it, the clinic was basically volunteer doctors and nurses. And they kept on telling me like, they don't have enough facilities to keep on treating me. And they kept on telling me to go home. And like, I had my eggs yet. From like um, the second, the f- end of the first week, I had my exam, but like I didn't go, I didn't leave. There's a reason. Am I going to discuss that reason? No, I am not. But there is a reason. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> then ah, uh, I don't know what else happened. Is there any? Okay, there was this one time. The the first time I had my asthma attack. They went to parade to the parade ground. So I was in the clinic. I was sleeping, and then it was raining like heavily. That was like the first rain. I think I didn't realize that it had gotten so cold, so fast that that's what like led to my asthma attack. So it was raining so heavily, and I was sleeping, and I was like, "Oh, these people should be back by now." But no, were they back? Nope. So there's this line in the NYC anthem that says under the sun or in the rain they took a literal in my camp guys literally made people sit under the rain because they were marching yeah and it started raining and then people started complaining and then the soldiers were like no because apparently they they expect i was like i was like we're not in the army we're not what we're doing is raising our hearts three times and saying hooray like what you mean we, we should we shouldn't stay in the rain and catch pneumonia? So many people fell sick that day, yo. So many people were rushed into the clinic because of like asthma attacks and stuff. And what else is there to talk about? Um, the science lecture was boring. I slept throughout, and when they even split us up into like different groups, like it told us to pick. Like I picked this NGO and education sector, and it was. Only the guy that did 
that was taking the class did was just give us like motivational speech after motivational speech after motivational speech and i was like what is the point of all this because it doesn't exist there was no point to it i was like are we going to talk about ngos are we, sorry are we going to talk about ngos or not after the first class i just went there to go to sleep like i came prepared to sleep i have this friend 18 <laughs> Itido was actually the person that made my, it made my camp so fun. Let me tell you how Itido and I met. Funny story, actually. So, first day of parade, the first day we wore white, white. So, I was on the parade line and I was talking to my friend, AB. So, and then I, I think I bumped into someone and then he, I was like, oh, sorry. And then he was like, oh, no, it's cool, it's fine. And then I kept on like seeing the same guy everywhere. Like I was just like turn and then he'd just be there standing. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he'd not be like, are you stalking me? And I was like, I'm not. It's just a coincidence. I'm not the stalker, I promise. And then I started avoiding, like whenever I saw him, I started avoiding him. Like, so it's not like, you know how guys think. I don't know. I was like, so I don't make it weird. And I was like, I don't want to have to go through this conversation of like this guy thinking I'm stalking him or like I keep following him. He just keeps like popping. And he's always like, ah, you again, you again. Why are you? I was just asking like, are you stalking me? Are you stalking me? And then the following day, is it the following day? The following day I went to Pride and he was not behind me again. Okay, no, this was, I think it was the day or, okay, no, it was, I don't recall what we were wearing. I was trying to recall if we were wearing white, white or like, the khaki pants but like everything blends together at some point so he was standing behind me and then he turned i turned around and then i quickly like fist forward like oh god so he doesn't see me and think i'm stalking him again which is dumb because he was behind me i was there first anyways and then he tapped my shoulder and then it was like truce and i was like okay sure and then we shook on it and then we introduced ourselves so he's 18 i was like oh i'm this so nice to meet you sorry if it seems like i was stalking you and then that was how we became friends. And like, we were like inseparable. Like, Etido was my guy. And like, I could tell him anything. I would just like to say he was my best friend in camp. I love that guy. He's, he's so funny. Oh my God, he's so funny. And then eventually, after like we had been friends for, it felt, I don't know why, but it felt like we, <laughs> we've known each other forever. Anyways, after we were friends for like two weeks or so, he was not telling me like oh remember i don't know who asked how we met and stuff and then like well, when i like, give me the story or like uh, how it's to talk i was stalking him and stuff he now told me like eventually after the person that he was like but you know i was the one that was talking you yeah i was like huh he was like okay so he saw me at the parade line and i wish he could tell this story himself anyways he said he saw me at the parade line and then he saw me talking and laughing and with my friend ab that is and it was like oh that oh she seems nice she doesn't seem to be um, forming for anybody here and i was like yeah because i was being myself i was being real because like i was like i don't give a fuck about anybody i'm gonna be gone in three days <laughs> little did i know anyways so he, he so he said he came up and stood close to me. So that's when I bumped into him and I was like, oh sorry. And then after that, he was like, he just like kept on like sneaking up to me just so he could scare me. And it was like, it was just like joking. And then he not, I was like, did you notice me avoiding you? And he was like, yes. 
Then he noticed that I was I started avoiding him and I was like, oh that's why he had to come and call the truth. Like so like I don't think that he was like trying to like he was like so I don't feel he was feeling weird. Like, he was like, Oh, I just want to be friends with you. And he's so adorable. And I just think it was really, really great that I, I like the fact that he came up to me and like spoke to me first. Like, guys don't really do that. And like and he just wanted friendship. And like that's what we have. He's my guy right now. And I'm glad I'm glad we met. I don't recall why I started talking about it, though. Okay, okay, yes, I remember because I was talking about Said. And see, this is why I don't like doing these live updates. I always like ramble on and on. Anyways, so the Said lecture, the thing was that <laughs> me and Etido picked communication and NGO because I don't know why. I I think I dragged him to it because I work for an NGO. I was like, I just want to hear what you're saying. And I made him come with me because I was like, he doesn't actually care. Because like nobody got to learn anything. So what we used to do is that we would um, take turns in sleeping. Because <laughs> I would sleep and then he would tap me. He was like, okay, my turn. And then he would sleep and I would keep watch for like soldiers and stuff. And then when this, when I'm tired, I was like tapping like quick. I'm like, okay, my turn. Because it's for our, it's for our lecture. On motivational speeches over and over and over and over and over and over again. So we had to survive one way or another. Which is exactly what we did. And okay, should I talk about how I met my other friends? Okay, let me talk about how I met Victor. Who is the CCD? I met Victor before he actually became core camp director. Or actually, I don't even know when he became core camp director. Because I barely listened to anything they ever said there. Because first of all, I was blind and I couldn't see who was talking and I didn't want to care at all. Anyways, I Victor and I met at the tailors actually. I went to adjust my tra- my khaki pants and I think he went to do the same. I think his was too big and mine was too small. So I went to add, he went to remove or something. I don't know. He was just, I, I was there first, but he came to come and collect his. So you, and like we have like a platoon... Excuse me. We have a platoon tailor, which is what, which is where we met. And then he was not like, "Oh, what's your name?" And I was like, "Cause like he's, he's the thing about Victor is that he's a social butterfly, which is why he, ha- he got the perfect job as the co-cam director." So um, he was like, "Oh hi, you're in my platoon." I was like, "Oh no," he was like, "Oh, are you in my platoon?" I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Oh, I don't see you around." I was like, "Yeah," because I try not to be seen. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to start keeping an eye out for you, like, and make you more involved in activities and stuff." I was like, "Yeah, good luck with that. I'm leaving soon." And I was like, "Oh no, you should stay." I'm like, "Uh huh, okay." Everybody tries to convince me. Anyways, so we met at dealers, and it was like, "Oh, I'm Victor." I was like, "What?" He was like, "What's your name?" I was like. This a lot. And I was like, oh yeah, you're about you don't look here. I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. And I started speaking Yoruba to me. And then he was just like, he was like, he won't forget my name and he won't forget my face. And I was like, if I'm in Platina, we have family. He's just like this really welcoming person. And that's one thing I liked about him. And the next friend I want to talk about is Omar. So Omar and I actually noticed Omar since day one. Cause she's like this social person. She's actually, she came to camp bold. Girl, that girl is crazy. She came to camp bold and she looked so 
and like if it just went perfectly with her like she looks so pretty and there was this one time she was dancing on the parade ground so i recorded her and i was like oh i'll send it to her i'll send it to her i'll send it to her but like i never had a number or anything so i couldn't so like we just like kept on i just kept on like seeing her like enjoying like just from afar like oh her vibe is really cool and really positive and like she's like a very friendly person and like she don't give a fuck about anybody she was like nice to everybody if you talk to her she talk to you back she say hi to you she passes you and like i noticed i think her head made her stand out <laughs> about it and she, i kept on like anytime i see her i was like hey pretty girl or hey fine girl because she looks so pretty with the bald head and i was like drawn to her in a way i guess anyways so that's how we became friends so it wasn't me her and Etido that became like really really tight friends we we're like the three musketeers always keeping seats for each other <laughs> and people hated the fact that we kept, <laughs> that we kept seats for each other in cup and i was like you guys can kiss my ass <laughs> anyways so Oma, uh, Etido and I, like, we became really, really close. And it's been really, really fun, like, getting to know them. We have a group chat, just the three of us, where we just banter. So, like, it's been, like I said, I met, like, really, really cool people from, like, really different backgrounds. And funny enough, they both lived in Lagos. Small world, eh? <laughs> and last but definitely not the least, my friend Michael. I didn't want to talk about Michael because the way he meant is so unlike me. But like, I think I'm going to leave the Michael story for another day. Maybe when he comes to Lagos, I'm going to do an episode with him, like, update on our friendship. Ooh, I should do one for all of us. Ooh, that would be nice. Anyway, so basically, the reason for this whole rant that is going up to 40 minutes now is the fact that I had so much fun in camp. I did not expect to have fun in camp, but I did. And I'm glad I met the people that I did and I had the experience. But honestly, the experience is not going to help me with anything in life. Not it's not, not there's nothing I learned from that camp that I'm going to apply in real life, honestly. So in my opinion, they deserve in my opinion it deserves to be scrapped. Okay? Yeah, I agree. You agree? I agree. Do you agree? I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Great. So, other than the fact of, other than the people I met in camp, nothing was great. Okay, the food was okay. I did not like the activities. I did not like having to sit down for six hours. I did not like um, the fact that I had to be up by 4 a.m. I did not like the fact that I was forced to sleep by 10. I did not like the fact that I was forced to walk to match did i say walk i was like the fact that i was forced to learn how to match which i did for six years in high school like god damn this thing was like just such an extended inter-house sport that's what i feel anyways i'm glad i met i met my man i'm glad i was in the pattern i was in and that is all for the life update <laughs> okay so let's just get back to talking about series i'm joking that's all for this episode but this I'm going to be very consistent now. Like, I'm going to be on track, guys. Like, I have, like, notes, like, ready, ready for... I have content for the Ember month already. I even started working on January content. Like, I'm, I'm in the future, baby. I'm in 2022. 
two what year are we in yeah by 21 I'm ready for 2022 already. I already have my September content ready. I have my October content ready. I have my November content ready. And I have my December content ready. So, you guys, should get ready for a serious conversation. Season 2 is starting with a bang. Bang, 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 bang. All right, guys, that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, follow on whichever platform you're listening on and if you're an apple podcast listener please don't forget to leave a five-star rating it will really help me thank you guys talk to you soon bye